Welcome back, everybody, to Electic Entertainment. I'm your host, Chris, and we are at a special place for a special episode with a few special guests. As usual, I'm with my co-host, Ryan, and um, we're at a place that we've talked about quite a bit on the podcast, I think. Maybe not every episode, but a lot of episodes, because this is where we get a lot of good deals. We're at our disc replay at Terre Haute, where we do a lot of shopping, and the special guests that we have with us in store today are Damon. Miles and Jim, but better known as Qui Gon Jim. Guys, yeah. how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's doing man. good. Yeah. How's it going? Good to finally do this. This has been in the works for a little bit. We just came out of our House of Horrors Fall series, so here we are in the heat of the shopping season. And I'm curious to hear about how shopping at Disc Replay goes for a lot of stuff. I mean, you guys sell about everything. We're we're looking at movies, games. We've got a whole wall of games equipment. You guys have TVs, consoles, Blu-rays, 4Ks, DVDs. Every, I think, game you could imagine for every console platform is sold here and so much more. So first off, Disc Replay, uh, man, I, I think it's, I think I, I don't even know when I first started shopping here. It's been many years. Ryan, do you remember when you first started shopping at Disc Replay? Oh yeah, back in high school. So we're talking 16, 15 years ago. So it's been here 2005, 2006. And yeah, it's been, I think, kind of a staple here in Terre Haute for like the longevity and um, I think a thriving business. There, I mean, obviously there, there's so much to look at through here from yeah, like you said, the games, movies. I'm, yeah, pretty interested in talking about the, the holiday season. So do you guys think, does it kind of kick off here in the store, right around Black Friday, maybe even before? That That's typically when it kicks off, because that's when we, like, have the, the big deals. Usually, like, throughout the week, it, it's, it's kind of hit and miss, but, like, weekend or, like, whenever, like, kids are off on, like, holiday, various breaks or whatnot, that's, that's typically when most of the traffic comes in. Uh, and then now, of course, we're in December now. We got everyone going after, you know, their their switches and Xboxes and Playstations and whatnot. And then you got, you know, Funkos and it, everything just is, it's a madhouse right now. I think Halloween's a good precursor to it because like you guys, a lot of people like horror movies. So then a lot of people coming through in October trying to get those up. And that's kind of when you think, okay, holiday's coming up. Got to switch the mindset a bit and get ready to just be like, go, go, go the minute you come in. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, I physical media is definitely still popular i wouldn't have think so if i didn't worked here but the buy three get three dvds is a that never misses. <laughs> so I want to dive deep into physical media here in a little bit, but just curious. So it seems like years and years I've been coming here, but it's kind of ramped up here recently. Obviously, we've got a show that we cover 70s, 80s, 90s, mm-hmm. uh, entertainment, a lot of around like horror movies. So that's a lot of what I purchase here, but a lot of other things. But when did you guys get your start at Disc Replay? How long you been here? I know I've seen yeah, Jim on social I've, uh, media a lot. I've been here the longest out of out of the three of us and second longest and just in terms of all the the employees here i've been here since uh would have been 20 2012 i believe it is so coming up on like almost 10 years uh more so uh, more than 10 years now at this point so yeah just a lot of uh, a lot of this a lot of the same things just buying and i've always had like i've always ran the social media for the most part but then became like an actual position so now i do all the all the question answering all the all the all the memes all the you know the, the daily video posts you know i'm in charge of all that so it's just been a, quite a bit jim's almost local celebrity level at this point that's I what i was like. gonna say yeah. i was gonna say Hey, give me the give me the scoop on some of the the memes and yeah. this so, Qui Gon Jim character yeah. now. So so Qui Gon Jim, that's my that's my main uh, YouTube persona for Forced Respawn, which is like my internet media thing. And uh, I I typically review on, on YouTube. I typically review games and like obscure movies and whatnot. The the, the end goal is to review every game ever made. Um, <laughs> But uh, the uh, when when it came to doing videos for the store, I already had that persona, so I figured I might as well use that. There's also a couple other characters I play. Um, there's Richard Replay, who's a blind eccentric billionaire who owns all the stores in Canaan. I, he may be blind in both eyes, but he can see a good deal. Um, he's had interactions <laughs> with other 
disc replay themed characters like there was a saga going on where a manager at another store had a character called randy replay and then i thanos gauntlet him uh, a couple years ago before the pandemic and then uh, there's the call of duty guy who is just your who's just a personification of like your dude bro stereotype oh yeah i'm the most bodacious call of duty guy that's all i ever play is call of duty battlefield sucks yeah he wears sunglasses indoors and only wants call of duty and and all that and then there's some other like side things too but yeah it's just a cavalcade of characters that i all play so that's awesome and you mentioned the pandemic we'll talk about here in a little bit too i'm sure but miles what about you I'm I'm the I'm the baby of the group. I've only been here almost two years at this point. I remember coming here as a child. I was in like late elementary school, maybe even early middle school. Coming in and I I got into like retro games young. So I mean I was like you know I mean I'm 25, but I would I was playing 64 until I was like well into high school. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean this was always my favorite place in town, like a lot of people. And then becoming like a part of the you know the crew here was a really big moment because I mean retail is my forte, and I think like here especially we're just like really close and I think I've hung out with every other employee outside of work and I mean you don't get that at most places even retail you know so we're lucky in a lot of sense but retail is hard I mean like any job's hard but I mean um, dealing with the public I I can only imagine I got I want to hear more about that here in a minute too (laughs) but so so you're late 20s then yeah 25 25 I just turned 30 in October all right so you're 30 Ryan's early 30s too I'm late 30s not 40 yet but getting close so what about you Damon I'm I'm 27 I uh started here in 2017 as like a second job and then uh left and then came back and as my main job two years ago now when did disc replay start in Terre Haute? So I, I don't know the exact date, um, but I believe it was like in early 2005, um, right around the dawn of the 360 era, and uh, it was owned by um, another, uh, owned by a private individual. He lived here in town, um, but then moved to Chicago and was kind of like watching the store from Chicago. Um, some some stuff had transpired with him personally, and uh, he, he just wanted out of it. And so he sold the store to a couple individuals who own a majority of the stores, not all of them. Um, but they took it over, and they, they had uh, the resources to really give the store the spit and polish that it needed because it was, it, was it was pretty rough before they bought it. And, I remember uh, it was... Was probably third of this size actually mm-hmm. I, th- I think the wall up yeah, there looks like when, where it was split he, before when he first owned it um it was like half the store there was something else in the half of the building we're in now um but uh, he was doing so well when he first started he got the lease for this part of the building then knocked the wall down and uh, then of course they took us over we we had a remodel got all new cabinets and all that and yep. uh we're i think we're the one of if not the biggest store because most of the stores were how it used to be here where it was like shoe shoe closet size yeah dvds up to the wall so is it just an indiana store franchise or is it a midwest so it, it started it started in indiana and they they expanded into uh, Illinois. There, there's one that opened up recently in Owensboro, Kentucky. Um, one of our employees actually went over there to be a, a manager there, so okay. that, that was pretty interesting. And then they uh, opened up a couple in Ohio, um, Lima, Ohio, I believe. And then, of course, there's the ones in the Indianapolis area. Um, me and the store manager here went up in 2021, I think it was, to set the Kokomo store up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they've okay. they've just been gradually opening more and more locations. So there's a lot of disc replays I've seen. Sometimes I'll frequent Evansville and see a Super Mega replay. Yeah, they're so. they're, they're owned by the same people. I okay. think it has something to do with like some kind of like copyright thing. Gotcha. Where they have to go. There's there's Mega Replay, Disc Replay disc traders and like super mega replay but they're all under that they're okay. all they're all the same thing well this yeah. is the coolest store here yeah. i'm gonna have yeah. to say this is yeah. the one i frequent the most so <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about retail and we're recording this in december um just came through a big 
uh, I think one of your biggest sales during Black Friday was the buy one, get one free sale that I'm assuming is a very busy time. Damon, what's it like working retail in a used movie store during the holiday season? I mean, you uh, you get some interesting characters. I wish we didn't buy stuff during the holiday season. That <laughs> yeah, make makes it a little a difficult. Lot simpler when there's like a huge line and then someone dropping off stuff. That's not it's not uh, ideal. But yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. A lot of people like to take advantage of the buy one get one and do a several transactions so they can get the more expensive ones free. Which like makes me wonder why I've never tried that in the past. At other stores. <laughs> True. Like, Got to think True. smarter. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. That's right. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, definitely when people have similar interests and are buying movies, and you can be like, "This is awesome!" Like, yeah, it's it's always. Cool I think how we got in like really like more rapport with you was like like noticing you buy like the cool stuff, the cool movies, you know. <laughs> and we're kind of like, let me talk to this guy more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, it's it's kind of a rarity too. Um, we there's so much to talk to you guys about. This is probably going to be a multi episode just right out up front. We we typically do about an hour episode but there's so much to talk about um we'll see how far we get because there's so many things that i want to touch on that being one of them just some of the unique items but we're going to get to that but like damon you mentioned retail do you see an uptick in how busy you are or do you just see it busy throughout the whole year with people coming in and selling product or trying to sell product but then also as sales happen I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people come in for like consoles and unique items for uh wish lists for for christmas yeah it's i mean you definitely see a, 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 an increase when you get when it gets colder out you know um and then like we always joke like tax season that's a second Christmas. You yeah. know what I mean? So people splurging a lot there too. Like I said, I think Halloween, you can start to feel it. People, wanting, you know, we set up a Halloween section. People coming through looking at that a lot. Oh, they want to binge those Halloween movies. You yeah. know, um, all the John the, Carpenter, uh, of course. The busiest days, especially uh, like, uh, except for like excluding like holiday shopping seasons, it tends to be weekends because kids aren't in school. Uh, whenever it's raining, because that just makes everyone decide to come out all of a sudden. And then, uh, uh, just holidays too like uh, even if it's just like a arbor day or whatever people will just come out and yeah just like buy a few movies or a few retro games here and there you guys have some pretty good sales that you do throughout the year i know we mentioned the black friday but i mean you always seem to have something that pops up either with the dvds you sell or the movies that uh, blu-rays what have you box sets that you run some pretty decent sales uh, throughout the year so i can i can probably see why it spikes at different times depending on what you guys put out there for sale yeah the um we recently just did like a collectible sale so sale on you know the pops board games posters things like that it looks like we're going to possibly have another sale coming up too um so i mean we also do like you know father's day sales mother day sales things like that labor day is always really busy okay really busy so i i know um in the past i've i've not done retail i've done fast food and done kind of different jobs early on and i've never really got the chance to experience like what a Black Friday is to actually work in retail. But I always wondered, and, and Ryan, I want to get your thoughts here too. What would it be like if we worked in a disc replay? How hard would that be to know the cool products that come in and the collectors we are? How hard would it be not to just want to buy everything? Yeah, I mean, it'd definitely be really hard. Actually, I, I think I'd struggle with spending too much time talking to the people that come in. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you guys have a lot of regulars obviously mm -hmm. but yeah. i'm sure there's certain people that you talk to and it you know probably makes your day fly by but i think that's the i think that's kind of the more interesting thing about working retail is you have these people come in that you see either every day or every other day and mm -hmm. uh you know strike up a conversation talking about some random whether it be movies or tv shows or game you know and um yeah i, I think i'd I, i'd find myself not working at all <laughs> yeah. spending the, all the uh, time for for retail this is a, a pretty unique environment you know because yeah. like I've, I've worked at like walmart and whatnot <laughs> and i've also worked in like factory gigs like sony um but uh like with 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 this particular environment you know you have a lot of um kind of not just niche things but like but you also have 
wide like popularity thing. So whether you're talking about like the latest, you know, game to come out, whether it be like Elden Ring or the new Sonic game, or if you're more so like into like I, I'm a GameCube collector myself. So whenever people are buying GameCube games, that usually strikes up a, a conversation. You know, like oh this this Zelda game. I remember when it was like twenty bucks, but now it's like a two hundred dollar game. Blah blah blah. But yeah, uh, yeah it's uh, it, it can it can have there, there's quite uh, quite a few conversations you can have that can uh, really distract from the monotony of just standing behind a register all day. I, I've worked a, a good amount of retail places during Black Friday. Like, I mean, I was in Toys R Us when it was still around, but like, like I come in like expecting the apocalypse on yeah. Black Friday, <laughs> but this place is nothing compared to Kmart right across the street, which is no longer with us, unfortunately. But yeah. that was like, I was on register for nine and a half, ten hours, and the line was to the back of the store the entire time. So like, I expect the worst, but it's really not that bad. Yeah. Okay. in here in my opinion but i don't know about damon because i don't think he has as much retail experience as like no, me or jim i was uh nothing but food industry for 10 years first 10 years of my working life and this is like i i've told miles and he doesn't believe me but this doesn't even work to me like even when it's busy <laughs> oh, I bet. that's how to even when it's busy like it's not work like i customers might make me mad or something but the job itself like i'm just like scanning things and mm. like it's yeah. not like uh, it's not like sweating, and you got a screen full of salmon, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. you're like yeah. and then like yeah. the, your coworkers are outside smoking, and it's like, oh my god, like, <laughs> that's not. This is nothing compared to that. I, I think. Oh, I can only imagine. So the cool things you guys have to see too. I want to get into that, sure. Because one of the, I think we always talk about this. We're on social medias. We're on Facebook. We're on TikTok. We're on Twitter. Ryan does our letterbox movie review for Electric Entertainment. And I remember Damon actually reached out to us and was like, you guys got to check out what we just got in. And for as long as I had been coming here, I had never seen so many unique titles at one time. Now, it hit and miss. Like, we would buy things here and there. You'd have some unique things roll in. Mm -hmm. But this was like a complete collection just a few months ago that you guys got in. And I had never seen that. And I think I dropped, I I don't want to say how much because my wife (laughs) listen to this probably i was here and um (laughs) it was like he he was like hey you guys ought to come up and check this out so immediately did and seen the all the unique titles you had um steel books 4ks from boutique labels things like that and i was like oh wow so i had like stacks of them but like damon what are some of the most unique things i'm sure that was a pretty unique situation but like in what you've seen since you've been here games movies what have you what are some of the unique things that's come through um Movie wise would probably be we got a sealed Blade Runner like collector's edition that's in like a it was DVD but it's still in a suitcase oh. and came with stuff I kept that but mostly like I you bought that right <laughs> yeah I bought that <laughs> all right just to clarify uh, you're not snagging yeah. stuff off the shelf yeah uh, and then mostly I'm a steelbook guy myself so you beat me to the Game of Thrones steelbook collection yeah, that's my that's one of my favorite items I own <laughs> but yeah I don't know about you guys but I got into steelbooks when Star Wars initially did the ones with like Yoda, Darth Maul, yeah. Grievous. Like, oh yeah, or, I think it was a clone. I don't remember who was all in those. But those came out. I was like, oh, I need all six of these. And then I was working here, and we started seeing various ones come through. And now I'm up to probably 200 or so. Oh, nice. I want to hear more about this here in a minute. Uh, Miles, what something unique that that you've seen, or or unique things that you've seen come through? I mean that that buy you talked about, which is what we call things when people sell things to us. We just call them buys. Um, I'm I'm sure that will be said again. But uh, that was interesting because I was left to tag all of it, and I felt like I was flooding in these like really nice 4K box sets, which was also something new that I haven't seen before. Um, but like I remember just thinking like, oh man, how hard is my wallet going to get hit? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, video game wise, I got to hold a copy of one of my favorite games ever, Chrono Trigger on the Super Nintendo, which is like $300. I know we were talking about it off air a little bit ago, but um, holding like a physical copy of that. Which, like, you got uh, to hold it? You didn't buy it? No, no. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. <All> right. <laughs> Jim, Jim's probably got some crazy stuff since he's been here for so long. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I've got, I, I got four that I'll, I'll mention. Um, so the first one um, is we got, there's this uh, NES track and field game game that's like thousands of dollars and we had one come in and we ended up buying it and i did the test for it so i got to play a ten thousand oh, wow. dollar nintendo Holy game ten thousand yeah. 
thousand yeah. dollars. Holy cow! We we bought it and we sent it to the like the head honchos, and then they put it on auction. I'm not sure how much it, it sold for, but that was a cool thing. Did people know what they were selling? I did. You tell them. <laughs> <laughs> we we made sure they were fairly compensated. Okay. No, you guys. Didn't. We 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 didn't GameStop them. That's right. No, I <laughs> <laughs> um, But uh, then another thing we had. Um, there's a Sony factory here in town, and uh, there was an office worker there who was like one of the bigger wigs um, there. She had worked there during the PS2 era, and she had brought in pretty much every PS2 game that ever existed factory sealed still. Wow. So not only did you have have like the the more common sought after games like your Silent Hills and all Resident Evils and whatnot, but she also had like Haunting Ground and and Rule of Rose, which opened those games can go for like three hundred dollars plus. But since these were factory wow. sealed, they were ridiculously expensive. And this was before pandemic price ch- jumping of retro games occurred. Um, we had a boxed Virtual Boy come in, which was like the failed Nintendo VR headset from the nineties. Uh, that that was. Completely Complete. And then uh, finally, um, we had this is a Funko Pop. It was the first release Jason Voorhees uh, Chase Glow in the Dark Chase. Uh, it was like a $500 Funko Pop. Holy cow. Yeah. So, we recently wow. had like a $400 She Ra that like sold. And I mean, I have a few Funko Pops, but I can't. I mean, I saw that. I saw the price and I'm like, this is going to sit forever in it. Sold. It sold. I mean, within like that quarter, probably. I can't believe how many like Funko Pop collectors there are out yeah. there yeah. it's yeah. it's shocking i i stand on my high horse with my transformers and star wars figures and go Ugh. <laughs> but, but they, they sell so that's right do you see a lot of um this is the last question about the store and i want to get into some other stuff do you see a lot come in after the holidays like people selling off gifts oh, yeah. and things like that yeah yeah i mean you'd also expect a lot of returns yeah. and i mean we talk about it but i mean i feel like maybe i just over exaggerate things in my head but not nearly as much as i thought as like the other major retailers I used to work for. I think people will also maybe like if they don't like it, hold on to a bit, hold on to it for a bit and then come sell it to us, yeah. you know? But um, I think it's mainly the sales for, you know, the holidays in December and then tax time. But you see some like, re- you know, returns and people selling things, but not probably as much as you think. Usually, usually like the day after Christmas, it's more so people spending gift cards. Mm. And then uh, if, yeah. uh, <laughs> If you've ever seen the the Mel Gibson movie, The Patriot, whenever he's getting ready to kill those British soldiers in the yeah. forest, and he does that little prayer, sometimes I'll sit in my car and be like, <laughs> please make this baby be swift and accurate. And then I'll go, and then get up and then go in. And Yeah, I'm just hoping Damon brings his uh, Game of Thrones Steelbook collection in, <laughs> and that way he can pay his Christmas credit if cards I, off. If I, I know where he lives. If I sell my stuff... I'll message you before I bring it. All right. So, yeah, see, we'll do the. Yeah. We'll, yeah. Because we'll, everyone here will want it. So, like, let's make this have a $3.99. Trin- so <laughs> a trench die. code of uh, <laughs> titles that he'll yeah. bring in. What's he buying? That's hey, right. I, I have one quick question. Uh, it's kind of store related. So, yeah. I've always wondered what the mindset is of behind like a worker buying. Like where, where you guys collect so many copies of one title, like so years ago, I remember being in here and on the shelf there was literally like forty five, fifty copies of the old Spider Man Tobey Maguire movie, and I've always wondered, I've always wanted to know, uh, like what makes you someone buy so many copies of, it? and then what title do you think you've seen like the most of at one time in, in this store? Um, so in terms of just having stock, uh, like a lot of stock on a particular thing, it's just, uh, uh, especially like with Spider-Man and Lord of the Rings, those were like the films of, of, of those times. So we just get a bunch of them in, um, in recent history, um, the movie we've probably seen the mo- most of is the, uh, snubbed by the Academy Awards Morbius. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, it, isn't it Morbin time? Yeah, it, it is Morbin time, okay. you know, um, <laughs> It, it is uh, it it's one of the greatest cinematic films of all time. You know, I, I cried twelve times while watching that movie. <laughs> That's a Gerletto, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, oh, yeah. yeah, yes. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> I would. I mean, I don't think like when th- stuff comes through that we've seen so many of them. The only one I can think of is uh, Tom Hanks' Angels and Demons because oh, yeah, the Blu-ray case is a little thicker than every yeah. other one. And every time it comes through, I, I notice it. 
But then otherwise, on the floor, when I'm trying to make the store look good, the movie on DVD, something's got to give. We have like three stacks of it, and I've never seen it. I don't even know who's in it. But I just see that, and I'm like, we we should just give these away with every purchase, I feel like. (laughs) He sees him, and he's like, man, something's got to give. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. I've seen a lot of like the Star Trek. This is this is another complaint of mine of what <laughs> some of the studios do. So we had the 4K of the Star Treks come out like mm-hmm. last year, and then yeah. they didn't release all six of them on 4K, but they did this year. So it's like you see a bunch of the first four movies of the Star Trek trilogy on 4K oh, yeah. sitting still because they came out the next year with a bunch of the six movie release. I don't know why they did it that way, but it's like, you see a lot of studios now that either will release a Blu-ray and then about a few months later, release a 4k or they, I don't know if they're testing like the, the buyers out there. Is this something the physical media collector is going to be interested in? I know you see a lot of that going on right now. I know Damon pointed out at one point, um, you'll see the different, I think, especially at Walmart, the uh, box sets of major franchises like uh, Harry Potter and the discs will be from different sets of releases. Yeah. So our theory, and it may be true, I don't know if we've confirmed it, but like factory leftovers just packaged and shipped. Well, I, I can actually tell you exactly what that is because I worked at Sony and had to do that with uh, Star Wars box sets. Mm. Um, they, Whenever a box set is out for a while... Um, or and they are repackaging it. Um, they will send those back to the factory, and they will any remaining copies, and they'll repackage it. Um, when the Star Wars Blu-rays first came out, you had the like the Tatooine box set with the young Anakin and and, and Luke on the front. It's the one I got. And then you had two separate ones of the prequels and the sequels: a green one with Yoda and a blue one with Darth Vader. Well, a few years later, they repackaged them once Disney bought it. And you had a like a a gray one with just Yoda standing on the cover with his lightsaber turned on, and another one of Vader doing a similar pose. And those we just took the old discs out of those and put, put them in the, the new packaging. <laughs> yeah. So I want to talk about packaging later too. But if you go Steelbook route, you don't have to have all, all those worries, right? But here's the other thing, though. You see companies putting a Steelbook out on its own without like a standard edition release, but maybe a few months later they'll do the standard edition release at a cheaper cost. It's like... Yeah, it's something I've noticed. Like When I first got into Steelbooks, I was buying all the Blu-rays. Now they're doing 4Ks of the same movies I already own on Steelbook. <laughs> and I'm like, do I buy them again or do I not? I go off, if the design's cooler, I might, but I'm like, I'm buying movies that I've bought like three times now. <laughs> we'll talk about Scream Factory here in a minute. Um, all right, so here, here's another... I want to... You mentioned the 90s and pandemic, and I think kind of merging this thought together. Let's go back to the 90s. You remember the 90s? Oh, Barely. Yes, I was <laughs> Barely. Yeah, I Video store rental. Oh, the, yeah. the, the rental stores. What What are some memories you guys have of the, the rental stores back in the day? So uh, I am a massive nerd, and uh, one of my passions is Godzilla. And uh, I would go to whether it was Blockbuster, Family Video, um, Hollywood Video, and I would raid their Godzilla sections, mm. whether it was like the VHSs of like Godzilla versus the Space Monster, or even just like the Godzilla game on GameCube. Like if they had it, I took it. Yeah. So we had Ryan and I. Well, we had a mom and pops like video rental store there in town where we lived. But then probably the most we remember what movie gallery. And then I don't really know if we had a blockbuster close by. I think Terre Haute probably was the closest one we had. But really ours was more mom and pops, like video, VHS, rental. Any any memories you have of, of back then or is that too far back? Yeah, well I got a yeah, I got a kind of a funny story. I when I was really, really young, so this was probably yeah, I'd say late nineties, there was a movie rental store that had um like tanning boots in the back. Oh, oh, wow. oh yeah, yeah. So my mom, she was a big tanner back in the day. <laughs> so I'd go to the movie rental store uh, with my mom. She'd go tanning and drop me off in, up front. So I don't know if I should be talking about this though. But um, so I don't. Know. We can edit it out. Well, <laughs> what up? Yeah. So I'm. Uh, I, w- I was a huge wrestling fan. Pro wrestling. I don't really follow it much now. I thought but... you were going to say you were going to the back room where they had certain. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, but right. I kind of. I might have broke the law back then, but what I did was, so I bought like a tape recorder, you know, 
<laughs> so yeah. I would rent these wrestling tapes, and I'd buy blank VHS tapes, and I would record the crap out of them. I'd rent as many as I could. I, you could rent up to five or six. Yeah. And I'll be like, I'll see you in like two days. <laughs> and I, because those, you know, those tapes were three to four hours long, so I'd, I'd be sitting there recording them and then so, return, return them back. And it was completely illegal, I know. So but, that was your early bootlegger days yeah. of the VHS yeah. rental then, huh? I, uh, I had a side hustle in, uh, in uh, middle school. I... Uh, I don't know how I was able to make money off this, but um, I would splice scenes from Star Wars with scenes from Halo on VHS <laughs> and call it Star Wars versus Halo. I used Microsoft PowerPoint to print out VHS covers, and then I sold the VHSs for like five si- for f- like five bucks. Oh my god! And, and people bought them. So yeah. Damon, video rental store yeah. days. It, well, his story reminded me of. Uh, what we did in our household was uh, we did Netflix when they would mail movies to your house. Yeah. Yes. And we would I would do the same thing, but with blank DVDs. Yeah. yeah. And then, so we just had binders of like blank DVDs with movies we got from Netflix, even like bad movies. Like yeah. I think my stepdad was just trying my. to co- get every movie ever on a burnt <laughs> DVD. Yeah. And I'd have friends over, and how we would pick a movie, I'd just say like pick two numbers. The first number would be the page in the binder, and the second number would be like which one it was on that page. <laughs> And I remember watching like Chicago the Musical. <laughs> like, why did we Netflix Chicago the Musical? But we, uh, yeah, just That's tons. awesome. That's amazing. I uh, I lived really close to Terre Haute's uh, Family Video, okay. one of one of the locations. And um, I would rent games and movies. I remember like every weekend, my my whole family would go down and we'd get like four or five movies and just watch them over the weekend. But I would also like skateboard down there in my adolescence and buy like amp energy, which I drink to this day. And like, (laughs) so like those, I spent my formative years in and around a family video. And like when they closed down, I like was close to tears because that was like a formative part of like my upbringing. That was about one of the last ones that went. We had one in Sullivan too. That that was the last video rental store that ended up going out. But man, you could the deals that you could get when they closed. I guess I've seen a lot of the family video yeah. titles come come through here for sale too. We actually get a lot of people. I remember specifically a guy bringing a tote full of the clear cases that the DVDs would come in. Yeah, and I told him we couldn't take them because we, you know, it's not the original case. Yeah. He's like, well, that's how I bought them. And I'm like, I get you, man. I don't, I don't disagree, but like. But it yeah. was like that was that was very nostalgic to see that. So, Damon, you mentioned Netflix, and obviously they've changed their their platform of not sending DVDs anymore, but now streaming. Pre-pandemic streaming and physical media. I know we've seen the a lot of the video rentals. There's still some out there, but they're very rare. But you've seen a lot of them die out. I mean, even used movie stores like we're we're in right now is is pre-pandemic was becoming a thing of the past and streaming was on the rise but it seems like the pandemic had a, a little bit of a shift with streaming and physical media to where i want to i want to get your guys thoughts jim may, may start with you okay pre-pandemic i mean it seemed like streaming was was rising and then everybody was getting their own be it disney plus and Netflix, yeah. HBO Max, Paramount Plus, all these different ones. So it, the cord cutting days that we talked about before mm-hmm. to shifting to streaming now became almost more expensive, it seemed like. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then it seemed like physical media was dying. But then when we went through the pandemic, I mean, I can speak for myself and I became more of a collector, I feel like, for physical mm-hmm. media through that period pre-pandemic so what are you guys seeing and I'll, I'll start with jim with what it looks like with that trajectory of streaming versus physical so yeah you know streaming you know uh, especially like five years ago was a lot simpler you know you had your netflix you had hulu you had like some of the free apps like tubi it's all simple a lot better for the consumer and you for physical media in the realm of movies it was mostly people who were either really dedicated uh people who didn't have internet connection or people who just liked a good deal and just like wanted to own something and then when especially you know right as the pandemic started and like during the pandemic you had like you said hbo come in you had disney plus you had all these other streaming services and it just got or everything was like, if you wanted this content, you had to go to this one. If you wanted this content, it just got way too expensive. So everyone, like me, myself included, decided, hey, I, I just want to grab a movie. I want to watch it. I don't want to pay for 
this, that, and the other. And now that they're cracking down on password sharing, it's it's probably going to continue in that trend. And uh, you know, we sell we sell movies, you know, like DVDs, for example, so so cheap. You can you can for the cost of for less than the cost of one month of Disney Plus, you can get six. Yeah. DVD movies um, so of titles you know you want yeah. that you will watch potentially again yeah classics uh, newer movies you know there's, there's just like a, a really nice mix out there so um, it's just it's real simple and easy and then also you know you have services on the game side of things you have things like game pass and, and playstation plus and all that but you know and that's great for for like modern games you know like being able to play halo infinite day one on game pass you know that's a big plus yeah. um but for like retro games you know thanks to the pandemic and and, and and prices on the rise for physical media games just really went like upward so now you have games that perfect example um there's a a ninja turtles game on gamecube um, pre-pandemic, you'd probably buy it for five dollars. Well, now it's like a sixty-dollar game. What do you guys, think, Damon or, or Miles? What What are your thoughts with the streaming world and physical media, and kind of and and I guess another question is, where do we see physical media at in the future? Like, is is this something that's picking up, or is this something that can is continuing to die out? Something I've noticed is like, if you go into Best Buy, almost half their physical media is steelbooks now. Like the people that still buy physical media want the collector's item of of that physical media. But my I myself like I'll buy like the movies I like still, but when it comes to like watching them, I'm I I check all the streaming sites before <laughs> I even look and yeah. to consider yeah. putting getting my disc out. So, yeah. Cuz most movies will be on one of the 18 streaming services, you know. True. Yeah, I uh I was a habitual streamer for a long time, and I think really working here changed that. I still bought my games physically, but like Damon was like my guru to steal books, <laughs> and I started collecting them slowly, and then and now it's a problem. But I, I mean, I don't know if you guys caught wind of this, but there was a recent thing where uh, Sony, you could on PlayStation, you could purchase movies, and then they're just wiping them now. And so that's always been a fear of gaming for me was like, if I buy this digitally and download it, I'm afraid I don't actually own this. You don't. Yeah. It's in, in essence, you are, even though you purchase you're that digital copy, yeah, you're paying basically renting that digital mm -hmm. copy and you could lose it at any time. And I think that's the big thing with like the physical collectors is, is one that, but also either like the censorship that could happen, the editing of films or games or what have you that are digital uh, products that they could change at any time. You never really have that original. And I'll, I'll come back to that here in a minute. But like, are you guys, so each one of you guys are physical media collectors. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Like, so movie, games and movies, yeah, I, I assume. Do, yeah, I do games, but uh, games physically, uh, most generally I do. Um, when it comes to movies, I mostly just collect like VHS and Steelbook because I'm a weirdo. <laughs> And, but uh, yeah, um, I do have some Blu-rays and like some DVDs of like niche things like Godzilla and whatnot. But. Okay, so um, let me ask you a question then on the VHS side. Mm -hmm. Do you have any VHS that are rated and sealed in a package that are worth quite a bit of money? I know that's a big thing right now. I, I, I don't have any graded ones, um, but I do have some that are worth a little bit. Um, I have a, a factory sealed Star Wars trilogy, like original Star Wars trilogy. I have a, the collector's edition of the Phantom Menace nice. on VHS that comes with like a film strip and an art book. The the two biggest things on my VHS side of the collection. Um, so Disney, if you you could buy them direct from Buena Vista, um, they were these giant like collector special edition boxes. I have a sealed Lion King and a sealed Aladdin one, and they come with uh, the, the movie, um, a making of VHS tape. Um, it has original art from like concept art from the artists. Everything's numbered, everything's like rated on it. And uh, those those can be a little bit pricey, factory sealed, not super pricey. Like it's not like those those fake stories you would hear of like someone getting a thousand dollars for a copy of Aladdin, but they're still like a hundred bucks or so. Yeah, yeah. So steelbook guy over here, Damon, what's your most valuable steelbook you have in your collection? Honestly, uh, 
Valuable, probably the Game of Thrones box set, but me personally, there's a couple that would never ever come in here that I've had to order. Uh, one of my favorites is In Bruges on Steelbook. The, I don't know if any, any of you guys have seen that, um, but that one, like, I mean, that movie just on Blu-ray never comes in here, so I have the Steelbook. It's pretty cool. I'm trying to get every Spider-Man going back to the... Uh, on steel the, on steel book they did the or toby mcguire once on 4k that came in here and i i didn't have the money for it i had uh, to i had to let it go <laughs> and it sold the next day but. yeah i uh i collect movies and games but i mean i have a couple steel books i don't know the value i don't track the value of my steel books but um i have a i have a dragon ball one which i know we're talking about anime and how we're not really into it but the 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 kid in me still loves Dragon Ball. Yeah. And there's one of the more recent movies. And then um I have a I have a Snatch steelbook, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. And uh that steelbook, I don't know what the value is, but like such a I, f- I feel like an obscure movie for me at least and I, I love it dearly. And I having a steelbook of that, I'm like, who thought to make this a steelbook? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, there's I've got a a stack that uh, I actually got several of them from here during that one sale. But I think one of the more, I guess, rare titles that I had that I actually picked up from like uh, Goodwill's online site. Mm-hmm. You remember the Scream Factory 15 disc Halloween set that they oh, came yes. out with? Yeah, that yeah. It was like 350 bucks at the time um, that I seen it because it was it was out of print, rare, but you could buy it like when it came out for like a hundred bucks, I think, or mm-hmm. cheaper. Yeah. Like they were trying to give these things away at the time, but then it went out of print. Talking about Scream Factory, now we're seeing all of those titles come back mm-hmm. that they had out on Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. That at, at one time this was valuable, but now they've released all of the Halloweens except both Rob Zombie films on 4K. So the price has just gone down tremendously, which is, I think, a good thing that they're doing, but also, like, if you've just gone through and bought Blu-rays, and now you're seeing 4Ks come out with them, is it really worth the upgrade, or is it not? Like, quality-wise, what what are your thoughts on that? Something else I hate is, like, when they do a 4K box set of, like, say, like, John Wick, like, one through three, they're making four. Like, why, I don't want to buy the one through three just and then when right. four comes out, yeah. like, do I sell my one through three and buy the, Like, that's why I like to, like John Wick, for example, I have one, two, and three individually on Steelbook instead of doing like the trilogy Steelbook because they're going to make another one. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's just, it's so hard to wait sometimes though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they had, they, they, there was a trend. Some, some companies still do it because um, we have some of them, but like they'll release like franchise collections. Like we have a James Bond uh, box set that, it says it's the complete box set, uh-huh. but then at the time, I think the newest one was um, like Skyfall or whatever, and there's nothing in the Skyfall thing. It get just a little cardboard slip that says, "Put your copy yeah. of Skyfall." I've yeah. got. I had yeah. a uh, uh, what was I had a uh, set just like that. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was, but they had a cardboard slip in there too. You like. Mm-hmm. Uh, slip it out and you can slide the disc and it's like really come on yeah. it's not complete then don't yeah. say it's complete if it's not being out of print is a is a weird thing we were talking a little bit before we started recording i'm also a vinyl guy and there's like a band who has like i think twenty thousand monthly listeners on spotify they used to sell vinyl at their like garage shows no one's looking for these because they like don't exist anymore you can't buy one for cheaper than like 200 bucks yeah which like i'm not spending that i like this band but like Come on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I know we've got some, I brought some titles with me uh, that I wanted to just talk about before we get to any of, of these, because I really wanted to go to like uh, visual and sound qualities that we've kind of got now with some really older films that look and sound good. But I know Jim's got a stack of laser disc over there and yeah. where I want to go with some of this like we talked about the VHS days we were that was similar with the laser disc mm-hmm. time period as well and I see a Star Wars set down there yeah. of laser disc I want to go to a little bit of I want to get your thoughts on like directors and adding things to movies changing things what do we see here with this release is this so this is the only box set they did on Laserdisc, and this was for the special editions. So these are the special editions of the films. So what's cool about them is, you know, Laserdisc, you know, the, the picture quality isn't much better than, than VHS, but the sound quality is amazing, especially if you have like a, 
compatible like home theater system like in some in some ways watching this on laserdisc sounds better than watching it on blu-ray um the only problem is is with these being laser discs you have to flip the disc yeah so uh new hope for example you get to the point where they get to Mos eisley gotta take the disc out flip it <laughs> and then then they get to the death star gotta take that disc out completely put another disc in and then just go from there yeah um but in terms of like the special editions and like adding things to the movies i i am a i do prefer the original theatrical cuts some of the changes that they added um over the years i i haven't mind there there's one in particular that still irks me and that's in the blu-ray of uh, return of the jedi <laughs> Where uh, instead of having just a, a, a sacrifice where Vader lifts the Emperor up and throws him into the uh, into the reactor shaft, spoilers for a thirty year old movie, um, he he does a whole no yeah. and throws him in, just completely ruins that scene. But uh, thankfully, there haven't been too many directors that have the the Lucas philosophy of adding things to their movies. But uh, yeah. it sure would be nice to get those theatrical cuts, Disney. I don't know. Do you think we'll ever get them? I mean, that's the thing. I've got. M- I've got bootlegs of like the group that's tried to put them back mm-hmm. to as original as they can get to the yeah. time by taking out some of the computer-generated graphics that they've added in. So in terms of a home release on a like a disc medium, there's only one that act, that's like an official one. There, um, they did special combos of each of the movies with like that came with a comic book, and um, this was like right around the time Revenge of the Sith came out, and it's a it's a two-disc set, and on the second disc you get the theatrical cut so if you're looking for the theatrical cut seek those out but in terms of like the blu-ray and streaming i don't know how accurate this is but i had read that in the contract that lucas and disney signed one of the stipulations is that they could not release the original theatricals Hmm. at any point i'm just i'm just wanting the star wars holiday episode though well, that's look. I have that on DVD and it's on YouTube. I make these guys watch it every day. I'm just joking. That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> when it when it comes to uh, like quality differences, I I'm not a stickler for quality. I my I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion or what, but I believe like if I'm watching a movie from the 90s, I oftentimes like to just watch it on a DVD or a VHS on my CRT. I have because I I remember specifically watching like original series Star Trek in 4K, and you can just see the splotchy make up on them and it kind of takes you out of it and it's like i wasn't supposed to see william shatner this clear quality back then you know what i mean <laughs> same like, with the prequels on yeah, on 4k yeah yeah, Just yeah. The, the cg doesn't look that well in, yeah. in 4k but also at times like i said i'm pretty lazy when it comes to my viewing and i'll just watch whatever's on streaming yeah damon do you, are you set up like um i know some of your still books you mentioned uh, best buy and the 4ks that they come out are you 4k equipped yeah i uh I use it my nowadays. I just use my PS5 as a 4K player. My TV's 4K, but it's not. I want an OLED, but that's. Uh, I'm waiting for them to drop in price. Maybe like a few Black Fridays from now, they'll be yeah. under a thousand dollars. Yeah, I just picked up an LG OLED because I was playing um, my equipment a 4K Sony region free. I was just playing it on a 1080p TV. I was like, I'm yeah. not even getting the full effect of yeah, you have what to I'm have, paying for. You have to have so many things to get. Uh, the actual quality you're looking for. I, I will say the PS5 is an excellent media player. Yeah. Like I, I watched uh, Stir of Echoes for the first time on DVD a few months ago, and I watched it on my PS5, and it looked almost as good as like a Blu-ray. Really? So yeah. I was like really shocked by that. I, uh, I had a quick story about Jim having to flip his laser disc. Uh oh. <laughs> there we go. Uh, the first time I watched Goodfellas, I bought it on DVD. I didn't. Both sides are blank. I didn't know this was a thing. The first time I watched Goodfellas, I only watched the second half and was like, What in the world? I was like, That was good, but like it picked up like a lot was going on right away. Like, I didn't know who these characters were. Like, they were already like, you know, kind of going downhill. I was like, I didn't get to see the rise of, of them at all. Then when you figured out there yeah. was another side, it all made sense. Yeah, it did. It all made sense. <laughs> yeah. I've got, um, and sound-wise, too, I, I did, uh, I know Atmos is a big thing now. Oh, yeah, I yeah. love Atmos. I, I've got a clip sh- uh, <clears throat> set up for Atmos, and the I think one of the best titles that I've seen in a long time with visual and sound is the Top Gun Maverick movie that just came out. 30-plus years of service. Combat medals, 
Citations. Only man to shoot down three enemy planes in the last 40 years. Yet you can't get a promotion. You won't retire. Despite your best efforts, you refuse to die. You should be at least a two-star admiral by now. Yet here you are. Captain. Why is that? It's one of life's mysteries, sir. inevitable, Maverick. Your kind is headed for extinction. Maybe so, sir. But not today. This year, um, I picked it up, seal book, and um, you got, it's you got it down there. It is, yeah, <laughs> it's in the stack down here. It's it's an amazing release with the IMAX visuals that they put in, but the sound is incredible. It and it's amazing where we've kind of gotten to with a lot of the the releases that we have. I mean, we've got some trashy 4K titles that like yeah. Vinegar Syndrome and mm-hmm. others put out there to make money off of, which is good that they're putting them out there, but some titles it's like really do we need to have a 4k release of this probably not yeah but some that you see it's just remarkable the technologies coming from the days of laserdisc and vhs to where we are now and it's like mm-hmm. are we at the peak of where physical media is from both a visual and sound quality with the equipment and technologies mm-hmm. that we know of today yeah, I think at least for home media, I I don't see it getting much better. I think where you where you will see a much more evolved experience is like something like at the movie theater. Like uh, not too far from Indianapolis, there's a uh, Dolby Atmos Cinema at AMC, and uh, I went to go see. Uh, I've I've been to every one of the legendary Godzilla uh, movies at that theater, and I went to go see Dune there as well. And just the picture quality and like the sound quality of those big speakers like it was amazing it's always a debate i know in the gaming world people all often are complaining about frame rate and then you know the monitors they use but there's always the argument of like how much can your eyes actually perceive you know and i think we're kind of reaching that cap i think audio still has a big place to work in and i i agree with jim movie theaters which are, are great and i also see possibly i don't know if i'm a fan for it but uh vr experiences for movies and like where the yeah. future lies with that because i think that seems to be more of the focus going forward i just wanted to bring it back to top gun maverick because <laughs> i've been <laughs> i've been trying to get people here to watch it but they're like they either don't like tom cruise or didn't like the first one i'm like the first one's not great i don't love tom cruise top gun maverick is amazing it's remarkable like, it's so there was good. there was a reason he didn't make the movie before he did now and it was because he, they couldn't get it to the level of where he wanted it to be with the cameras that they were placed in the cockpits of the planes and all of this being actual it, it's not computer generated yeah yeah they these are fighter planes that are being flown giving a theatrical experience and it is amazing I have to second you. That's a if you haven't seen it, you gotta yeah, see it's, it. It's it's still in theater somehow, but like that is the way to see it. And I I remember I was in one of the smaller theaters, but it was it was packed. The lady next to me 
was like crying and praying the whole last half hour of the movie. <laughs> and I like, I don't blame her. Maybe like, I was right there with her. I'm like, I, I wanted to hold her hand be like, they'll get through this. <laughs> yeah. I watched it at an AMC theater and then we were down in Nashville. There was an IMAX theater close by. We watched it in there and it was like, yeah, this, that's the way to see it for sure. Yeah. Great, I, great movie. I actually don't mind Tom Cruise. I just hate the other guy from Whiplash and I don't want to see him in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how? I don't get it. Like, how old is Tom Cruise? I mean, good grief. This guy uh, is... 10,000 years it, old. Does yeah. the guy never... Yeah. If you've ever played the game Fable 2, there's a character named Reaver who sells uh, who tricks people into going into a ruined tomb to like sell their youth to keep his and that's what Tom Cruise has been doing this whole time yeah I heard it I heard it from Jesse Ventura I there's got to be something to that I, there has to be all right guys we're we're a little bit we're, or I guess we're coming up on an hour we're getting close to the end here but I think we've just curious about movies some thoughts on what are some of your favorite holiday movies we recently had some big heavy hitters hit 4k this past month mm-hmm. with the christmas themed movie so i'm just curious you guys have any any holiday movies that you really like so one that i always watch every year and i'm happy that disney plus actually restored the cut scene from it um muppet christmas carol okay um uh. it's my it's my favorite version of that story i think michael kane as ebenezer scrooge was a fantastic choice and uh you know, it, it they the, the scene was not in the theatrical version that they cut, um, but it was in the VHS. It was like this whole song interlude, and it was a really nice song. But then when they brought it over to DVD, they cut the song out, <sighs> and then it's just been gone for like ages. Cut it because of rights issues. Then um, I I think it was just because like like screeners like would uh. watch it, and then they just kind of like eh, this is boring. <laughs> Uh, but then they finally added the option to have that restored scene brought in there, and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, re- it's a really nice scene, and uh, I'm I'm glad that it's in there now. But aside from that, you know, there's like your your standard ones like uh, the Jim Carrey Grinch, and like uh, That's a good one. you know some some horror movies uh, like I like that uh, ridiculous slasher film Jack Frost. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's one I'll, I'll watch around this time of year. And the the original. Uh, the 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 one from like the nineties with okay. the killer snowman. Okay. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. There was a sequel to that I just picked up from MVD. Oh, Part that. two. He goes to Hawaii or yeah, something. Yeah, that that one is horrible. <laughs> I think I need Damon to go because this is a, a question that was not. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Uh-oh. I've got a top three. Go for it. Uh, yeah, uh, three, Damon. One is Christmas Vacation. Oh yeah. Like that's a movie. Yeah. Even growing up, we'd watch it every year, and we we were weren't allowed to cuss, but like that was a movie. <laughs> like they would let it fly because. Yeah. Of how much my parents liked it. Clark, what's wrong? Honey. <laughs> it's bigger than you expected? <laughs> Smaller? What is it? It's a, it's a one-year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, God. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. That it is, Edward. That it is indeed. I'm sorry, Clark. This isn't the biggest bag over the head punch in the face I ever got. God damn it! Son. If you are looking for any last-minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood... 
sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? That's fine. Um, Die Hard. I know yeah. it's controversial. That's controversial. Movie. Oh, That's yeah. the, fir- the first Die Hard, I actually like the first few, but the first Die Hard is fantastic. I'm more of a lethal ma- weapon man myself. <laughs> and uh, one that's underrated, it's come out in the last few years, was The Night Before with Seth Rogen. Yeah. I uh, I think that's hilarious. If anyone's seen that, the uh, when he's texting James on the phone, that is okay. a, uh, you haven't watched it, that part will make you die laughing. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm gonna go Bad Santa, one of my favorites, more cynical. Any of the like OG like claymation ones, oh, like yeah. Rudolph, yeah. and then um, honestly, a more recent one. Jim brought up uh, Grinch, Illumination Grinch, really blew me away. I, I thought you were gonna say Mean One. No, I, <laughs> I, I I'm eagerly awaiting that one. No, yeah, that looks great. But Ryan, yeah, Ryan, I I just came out of the theater earlier today and watched Violent Night, so it was pretty good. It was pretty uh-huh. good. Any thoughts on uh, holiday movies in your part? What's your faves? All I'm gonna say is Home Alone. Oh, one wow. or two, one or two. Uh, both of them. Well, I thought you were gonna say Home Alone five. <laughs> <laughs> One I also want to shout out real quick that I don't think gets enough love is uh, Krampus. Krampus is a good one. I love that movie. I saw the they released a 4K like extended cut recently. Really great. Yep, it is a good one. Uh, all right, so forget holidays, Christmas time. Let's talk horror. Favorite horror films. All right, so we had March Movie Madness, and this was a big battle back in in March, and it was all of our top horror movies. And I don't know if you listened or not. We'll talk about who came out as top, but I'm curious to hear what you guys think with your favorite horror movies. Okay, so I'll give you I'll give you four. Some of them are are, are dumb ones, but uh, you know there, there's a couple serious ones in there. Uh, the original Halloween I, I feel is one of the greatest horror films of all time. Uh, same with The Shining, love love The Shining. Um, as for the dumb ones, <laughs> um, I, I love me really bad horror movies uh, like Direct to Video Schlock. So. <laughs> Uh, like any anything anything with like a shark in oh, it. Oh yeah. Like uh, avalanche sharks, sand sharks. Um, there's one called Shark Attack Three Megalodon, and it stars the bad guy from Arrow for some reason, just randomly. And uh, there there's there's this uh, interaction between the uh, like the mentor character and like the greedy businessman in that movie. And the the businessman's dubbed because the movie was filmed in Russia randomly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it 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 it's it's just a fantastically bad movie. And then uh, lastly, probably I'm real in terms of a movie that hasn't come out yet. I'm really looking forward to that Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yeah, I've seen the, yeah, I've seen the trailer of that that looks. The, the director wants to do a Peter Pan one after that, so. Looks interesting. Do you need some more time? No, are you ready? No. You ready for this? Uh, I, I'm not as big into horror as you guys are, and uh-oh, some of the other people uh-oh. in the store I mentioned. But um, crazy enough, and this might sound wild to you, I didn't watch OG Halloween until two years ago. Really? But I think it speaks because I it's instantly like top three, and I think that speaks to how good it is. Yeah. Um, I think one I didn't hear talked about enough was a uh, Phantasm. I think the soundtrack in that is brilliant yep and the one that really messed me up was the strangers like mid-2000s yeah i remember that messed me yeah. up for like a month yeah. <laughs> like anything home invasion is like brutal yeah anything home invasion is like too much for me but i'm excited to hear damon because damon's a big wuss yeah i'm, I'm also <laughs> i'm also not huge into horror did halloween win your bracket it that's what it, i thought it, one it did but it was it was a battle there at the end yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute second I no it wasn't um well we'll have to tell you what came in second i uh the shining's up there for me one that i think like is really scary and i i actually like it because normally i don't like scary movies but uh the first sinister oh is yeah great. yeah that's good um also in uh they're not really horror movies so that's why i like them but uh jordan peele so get out is oh the, yeah uh, yeah fantastic yeah th- those were those were good as well yeah do you want to talk about real quick the uh results of march movie madness Oh yeah, it went up against uh, the uh, Exorcist from 1973. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which yeah. is which is a classic, and Blumhouse is working to remake for next year. So Exorcist remake coming out in 2023. Guys, it's been awesome getting to hang out with you all. Um, any any parting thoughts you guys have? Like favorite genre? Anything you want to share on Electric Entertainment? Uh, well, uh, one last movie shout out because I almost forgot. This is another horror movie, uh, Mouth of Madness. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big Lovecraft fan. 
I've I've got HP like HP Lovecraft. I've got a I've got all of his works in one like collection. I'm a big and, John uh, Carpenter fan oh, too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So he usually anything John Carpenter is up there in my my rank. So that one's definitely so, one. Yeah, love love. That. Um, I've had a lot of fun doing this, and I hope we get to do it again. If I could shout out two movies, I think anyone should watch would be the uh, Dead Zone with Christopher Walken. Yeah. amazing performance by him he's like younger so he doesn't yep. like have the walkism yet but uh <laughs> fantastic and then i mentioned it earlier but snatch oh yeah stacked cast it's Who, hilarious that? uh that's uh young brad pitt yeah jason statham benicio del toro i think is how you say his name danny devito in that or right no no else? he's in everything else. no yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but that movie is fantastic it's like pulp fiction if it was like like uh like european i'm what? thinking it's a good great. shorty that's what i'm thinking hey he don't need to be in any more films he's getting all that money from the Jersey sub commercials. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Damon, you know, the man uh, who brought us together. That's yeah, right. I, I definitely would like to do this again because I've got a lot of uh, movie opinions I'd like to share. <laughs> but, uh, His favorite film of all time is Caligula. Oh. <laughs> uh, my favorite film of all time is White Men Can't Jump. Not because it's the best, but because like if you watch that movie and know me, you're like, that's like that's Damon. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's so, not because you're wearing the shirt. Right? No, I wore, I wore <laughs> the shirt. I wore the shirt. His only shirt. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I I watched it recently. I had, I took notes. I was ready to give a rant about it, but I'll save it for next time. Yeah. yeah, you know, there's a lot to talk about. I'll give you my favorite holiday film, and that's A Wonderful Life. Uh, oh, so, classic. Yeah, yeah, classic there. Great 4K release. But, guys, it's been awesome. There, I have so much more I want to talk about. We are over an hour, and I don't want to yeah. take more of your time, but I'm definitely wanting to come back for a part two of this. Yeah, yep. definitely. Just, Hit us up. We'll hit sure. the different parts of the store. Yeah, That's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Well, guys, thank you all, and we're glad you're on our episode of Electric Entertainment. Yeah. Everybody, if, if you haven't uh, done so, give us a subscribe. Um, share us out there. Give us some feedback. And definitely, if you're in the Terre Haute area, hit up Disc Replay because they've got a lot of good stuff. Until next time, we'll catch you on the next episode of Electric Entertainment.